welcome to SFTC Consultant Podcast, the podcast where we have open discussions with Salesforce consultants, administrators, and architects. In this episode, Sony Lundqvist, a solution architect at Capgemini in Sweden, joined us on a discussion about the top skills of a Salesforce architect. Additionally, we spoke about the difference between integrations and business processes, and also how he ended up from selling to implementing marketing cloud. Additionally, if you find this episode interesting, I would really appreciate if you could share this episode with your peers, subscribe to the podcast, and also leave us a review. My name is Sonny Lundqvist. I'm a solution architect based in Sweden. Um, I work at Capgemini um, right now. Uh, I have been working, uh, well, I've been using Salesforce since 2000 or five, something like that. Um, I've been working in the Salesforce ecosystem since 2012, um, mainly working with Marketing Cloud. Um, actually, it was called Exact Target then uh, when I started, and then it evolved into Marketing Cloud. And um, I've been doing that since more or less since 2012, 13, something like that and uh, been working in different companies, partners, um, as uh, a part of delivery, uh, both domestically here in Sweden and, and in the Scandinavia, but also uh, in Europe. And uh, that is more or less my, my background and how I started, how I actually came come into the Salesforce to work with Salesforce. Um, I, I used to work with sales for many years um, and I was selling different kinds of hardware, software, uh, SaaS solutions uh, for many years. And I, I, I was head of sales for, for a exact target partner and um, <clears throat> We, I sold, the first thing I sold was a big um, marketing cloud contract for, uh, I think it was a three-year deal with a travel uh, company, uh, hospitality company um, that had uh, five different markets and uh, they were going to (coughs) integrate it with uh, Microsoft CRM on-prem at that time. But I was happy because I sold this, uh, and and uh, I I came home uh, and uh, showed to my CEO. Here we go, we we got this. And um, what I didn't know then was that um, the part um, the partner that was in charge of delivering, um, he actually left the company. And there I was with this huge contract that I just sold and and uh, I couldn't deliver. So I contacted the, the client and I told them, hey, this is um, this happened. I told them the truth and I said, hey, uh, this happened. Um, what we can do, are, we have two options here. We can tear, down, tear up this contract we just signed or we do it together. And the client uh, said, hey, let's do this together. And uh, that's how I got into delivering. And, uh, and 
during this uh, during six months, we delivered and uh, implemented uh, Marketed Cloud and integrated it to to uh, uh, Microsoft CRM and uh, got it to work. And I was sales guy. I was a, a, a solution architect. I was support. I was product manager. You name it. I I was working with this for six months, day or night, more or less. But that got my appetite also for delivering. I've been since I've been working with sales for so many years. I um, I I didn't bother about uh, delivery because someone else did that. Um, I only bother with that when there was something wrong. But um, now I actually saw what the sales guy promised, and then you have to what the delivery people need to do. And uh, uh, so I saw the dark side, and I have stayed there because I want to be part of that delivery team now, and uh, um, be able to be proud to meet a, a person down uh, in the street and say, hey, we worked together, we had this project together um, a couple of years back. It was hard, it was blood, sweat and tears, but we did it and we had fun doing it and it works today. And that that is a little bit uh, the essence of why I'm working with, uh, with Salesforce today and, and uh, are part of the delivery and being a solution architect also to actually find out what the client needs and translate into that into a design and a technical solution to solve those problems for them. So that's my introduction and that's who I am. Yeah, that, uh, th thank you. Thank you for that. That, that makes, uh, that makes total sense. I guess, you know, the, the more common uh, um, story that you hear with this and, and you'll probably be familiar with this where, you know, people have been put in a situation where someone bought Salesforce um, oh. in in the company, and then um, you know they're basically faced with, oh, we need an admin or we need someone to implement, and that's how they got started. I guess you were on the other side of that, where you sold Salesforce, and now yes. you had to figure a way to implement it uh, with the client. I guess you know yeah. it's the opposite side of that. Yeah. Um, I was going to I was going to ask you on that because. Um, I think up to this point, I haven't actually spoken with someone that actually came from a sales, uh, from a, a heavy sales background and afterwards mm -hmm. kind of moved on, on to Salesforce. And, and I think I would really want to kind of just, just touch upon that and, and emphasize a bit on it. Um, you may, uh, you may or may not know, but previously we had, we'd had, uh, Gemma Blazer and, and, you know, she mentioned, um, when I queried, um, the idea of, um, of, uh, statements of work, she mentioned mm -hmm. that most of the time the salesperson will um, not include prep time or will basically not include a lot of stuff that the consultants have to do when implementing a project. Now, my yeah. question to you is, by you having that knowledge of, of, of you know, I guess, sales first, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what type of advantages would you say that, you, know, you have right now? Because you basically uh, you know how the sales works and also know how, how to implement Salesforce as well. Yeah, well, the important stuff uh, thing is is here is to be involved uh, with the salesperson, uh, like in pre-sales when you're talking to the client, and 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 talking to the customer and say, 
okay, what what do you need? And make sure that the, the, the salesperson understands that you need to have prep time. You need to have uh, um, those extra hours or days or whatever it is uh, to deliver a good, if, if it's uh, just a statement of work or if it's a, if it's a, a, a delivery plan or if it's a solution or, or design, you need to have um, you need to have the, this and you need to be on the salesperson about this if they're not aware of it because they they usually look at the numbers uh, and say, oh, the client will never accept this. Uh, and uh, then you need to make the case and uh, for the salesperson and also for the client in that case, sometimes that this is what we need to make uh, the work great, not just yeah. Uh, so yeah, you need to be, you need to stand your ground um, about this uh, because salespeople are usually I'm generalizing a lot here now, but but they 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 just want the deal and go to the next one, um, and and uh, then we who are delivering we need to figure it out, and there are budget constraints and so on. And but if you are open about this from the beginning, in the pre-sales stage, and say, hey, we need this. And you educate the sales per, uh, the salesperson about this as well, then you will be in much a much more happier place uh, in the end and then during the project as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, that makes total sense. I guess you know having that having that dialogue quite early on. I guess that's yes. why that's why you have um, you know kind of pre-sales consultants you know offering that yes. sales support you know for that communication channel to be open. Um, yeah, but but but. but uh, <clears throat> I can tell you that um, from my per, um, from my perspective is that I've been part uh, as long as I've been uh, working as a solution architect, I will have always been part of the pre-sales team um, because I, I have demanded that. Otherwise, you you are doing a Bruce Springsteen, you are dancing in the dark because you are not you you're not aware you you are not aware of. <clears throat> the questions that were actually asked in the pre-sales stage, if it's not documented properly, if it's not um, the knowledge transfer is not happening as it should, then then you you are screwed. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I was um, I was going to follow up on that in terms of um, probably two two questions, but let me let me start with the first one there. So yeah. in terms of in terms of implementing this type of solution, because mm -hmm. I, I do understand that, you know, when it comes to marketing cloud, um, and correct me if I'm if I'm somehow interpreting this wrong, but when it when it comes to marketing cloud, you know, that in itself is a is a cog of a bigger machine um, that enables you know um, a, a BTC type of you know marketing channel uh, or multiple mm -hmm. marketing channels. Um, so, so the idea is basically a tool that you're implementing uh, in an organization, um, large, et cetera, uh, small, large, but they may also have uh, a different set of tools that they're, they're using. So potentially, would I be wrong in assuming that the implementation itself 
um, has probably two phases to it. One, implementing the tool and people being able to use the tool. But second, is a is a piece of integration within the business with the other tools that are used by the business. Am, am I correct in assuming that? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, yes. You're, you're in a way you are. Um, Marketing Cloud works standalone if you want to use it as a standalone. But but it's encouraged and recommended to use some kind of CRM in in the in the background. And uh, Salesforce Sales Cloud Service Cloud um, works perfectly. Well, perfectly. That is not true. But but it works. <laughs> uh, they work uh, hand in hand. And there is there are connectors that. Um, uh, works uh, that we we can use, and the, they are um, well. Uh, they are working, and they they are pretty good. Uh, and uh, when when you have a when they a client is buying marketing cloud, they usually have sales cloud or service cloud, and then you you use that co uh, connector to integrate it with. Then you can integrate it with. Uh, e-commerce systems and and other systems, other CRMs as well, um, but then you have to either use a, a ready-made connector uh, or an integration platform of some kind, or APIs going back and forth, or you know, even worse, if you use um, SF, SFTP. Um, but that that is not real time or near real time as as the connector or, or APIs are um, work, but but that said, you have yes, there are other systems that the, the company is using um, that you integrate, but you need to figure out where the the source of truth is, and uh, and most of the time you have that either in in the CRM system like Sales Cloud or um, uh, another system that the client has that they ha uh, integrate to the CRM and, and, uh, or to, um, to the Marketing Cloud. Uh, for instance, <clears throat> there is a well-known Swedish company known for their meatballs um, that they they have a different setup. They they're they're not using in this in that case they're not using sales cloud. They they have a different system um, for where where the data or truth is. So they have a different kind of setup um, when they talk to marketing cloud. Market cloud works as a facilitator where you actually execute only the campaigns. You don't you are not using journey builder. Um, um, integrated into sales cloud uh, they have journey builder in market cloud only so uh, to be able to use for instance journey builder you need to have um, uh, journey builder in sales cloud you need to use the, the original connector that uh, salesforce has does this answer your question I, I, I'm just, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no no, no. I think uh, I, I think I think you, you're pointing out a few things which are, which are quite important. The fact that you know you need to pair, or you know, as as useful as marketing cloud it is by itself, it, it's probably more valuable when you pair it with something. And then yes. basically, you are confirming in terms of what I said is the fact that well, when you're pairing it with something, 
um, you know, whatever that may be, a Salesforce instance or a different type of CRM, uh, you do need to work on that connectivity. So, and, yes. and you know, that may be many to one or, or whatever platforms or, or products that you have. Um, mm -hmm. What I was going to follow up on that is <clears throat> whenever you, you spec um, a system or an implementation, a project, yeah. how do you, probably to put it kind of in a, in a simple simple question, do you do you try to bend the solution or do you try to bend the technology? Uh, and, and what mm -hmm. I mean by that is like you know the, the whole ethos of of challenging the client. Um, <clears throat> how, how do you approach that? Well, that's the favorite part of my job to challenge the client in that way and to ask why. Um, and but but but. Um, there, there aren't any correct answer on this one because you, you, you want them to do as much out of the box as possible of the functionality in, in marketing cloud or in sales cloud or whatever. Um, you, you want them to do as much as out of the box uh, tech, uh, technology uh, as possible without have to custom make anything. So in a way, you, you need to educate if they, if they don't know this, you need to educate the client uh, about what's possible or what's not possible. And, and, um, and everyone, <laughs> everyone wants to have a Ferrari, but, but uh, sometimes they, they need to start with a Fiat. So, so um, you, you need to put, uh, you need to m make sure that the, what they want are realistic to do in step one. Yeah. What can you do in step two? What can you do in step three? So, because you, you need to plan this also, because you can't do everything at the same time. That, that's not possible. And, but to answer your question, there, there, there is a combination of actually let the technology speak, technology speak for itself, but also be able to, yeah, be, uh, uh, see where you can actually get the it's clients. Yeah, get the clients. Uh, how can I say this? Get the clients. Uh, um, wishes or or uh, what they want to do and and you see if it's possible to do this and and if how we can actually do a workaround or how we can actually in this case can we do something custom but that that is that is not what you want to do from the beginning you you want to do out of the box from the beginning so you have a a solid system set up from the start and then you can start adding stuff uh, don't start customized directly i would say and yeah. that is what i that is what i uh, recommending my clients to say i tell them do as much out of the box from the beginning and then we can see what we can do later yeah i was going I to say answer to your question yeah 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 no that's um uh, that's that's actually very good because what I was thinking and what I've encountered myself is the fact that um, uh, you know in case you build something very custom I guess in the past Azure Force right now people building app um, 
you know, lightning components or web components, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then if you start with that from the beginning, um, again, staff turnover, you know, partners yes. coming and going, then you're probably going to be left with a very customized, a lot of technical debt in there and all of that. And it's probably more difficult to, you know, to nudge to the next level and the next level and the next level because you have so much to take in consideration. Uh, yeah. You've built. I, I was working with, uh, I was asked to look at the, um, a telco. Uh, they, they approached me when I was working at a different company, a different strategic partner. And, and um, uh, they approached us and they wanted us to actually do a set, an assessment of their Salesforce org, their, their regular sales org, sales cloud org. And they have been using this for 10 years or so. But I mean, they have done so much custom in it. And I think the code was on 60% or something like that, which, uh, which meant that the updates didn't work as it should. Uh, they, I mean, it was this, uh, the usability was totally screwed up. Um, the user adoption wasn't uh, wasn't there. They're using Excel in, instead of using the, the the sales cloud that they had. So the the recommendation we came with was actually to scrap that the org they had and start from the beginning. Uh, that happens sometimes um, when they customize too much and there is there are no documentation. There is no documentation. And, and the people who built it are not available anymore. And uh, there are other partners involved. And yeah, you know. So then you have, as you said, lots of technical depth, uh, depth and, and, um, and uh, an org that is not usable in a way. And, and this also works. And this uh, also happens in marketing cloud. Um, when people are not documenting stuff, what they do, and uh, how how the system are set up um, from the beginning, and that that is also why it's also so important to document everything you do and have a design document that is a living document, not a dead one. So you always have a, a, it's a updated, and you have something to go back to and look at about why this is this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in terms of documentation, uh, I, this is a common thing that I've, I've, I've uh, uh, heard from, from others recommending the fact that, like you said, that the documentation needs to be a living, a living document um, taken in consideration, of course, in case you adopt some of the new features that Salesforce are pushing out, or if it's something that you do on a on a sprint basis or, or like on a release basis, however you you manage your your own system. Um, I wanted to kind of switch uh, switch kind of uh, you know the, the area and concentrate just slightly. And I was probably gonna try to kind of understand uh, kind of the Salesforce ecosystem. And and I've had I've, I've spoken to some some people kind of outside of outside of I guess US or or, or UK and and or. Whatever Germany and all that, I was going to ask how is how is the ecosystem, how is the Salesforce kind of ecosystem or, or community in, in Sweden? Um, are, are you seeing a lot of uh, a lot of I guess available talent or you know I guess 
up and coming talent or, you know, people really, really kind of joining this or, or how um, can, can you, you know, do you have any insights in that? I was muted, sorry. Um, um, there is a lack of um, talent. And a lot of talent, sorry. There, there is a lack of certified people out there. Uh, and and uh, that's why also it has been hard in, at least in, in, in Sweden, I think also in Denmark, uh, to to grow the business with with local presence of the, the consultants, um, there are some few uh, some initiatives available now that uh, where where people are being trained um, um, trained to be certified consultants uh, to be to to know what it is to work as a solution architect or as a salesforce admin or sales cloud consult or consultant or whatever um and um with this corona thing also the government is actually spending more money on education to educate people so there are more more of these courses trainings um coming up uh, coming uh, in the in the near future um, but uh, there are some communities here as well, but I, I'm not part of it myself because uh, I don't have time for it. Um, um, and, uh, but there are a few ones. There are locals here in, in Malmö, um, in Malmö, Copenhagen, and also in, in the Stockholm, I know, and in Gothenburg, but, but uh, I'm not so involved in that myself, personally. What I try to do is, uh, I would try to help. Um, I try to to get people interested in Salesforce, to work with Salesforce, um, and and get them trained. And uh, and uh, I'm working with a, a couple of <coughs> um, educators here here in the south part of Sweden, uh, and and we we are actually pushing. Uh, to get people um, certified and and uh, and so they people coming from uh, from university or people who has been working for a while uh, and so they can actually uh, start working within salesforce and we we get more a better recruitment base uh, of consultants here and and uh, i i know that salesforce are uh, they are also very happy about this that uh, that uh, we get more people trained, so they, so uh, they have more people who can be who can be ambassadors for Salesforce. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, in terms of um, in in terms of getting new people in the in the community and and, and in the, in those jobs and with those skills, um, again, I've 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 heard that quite often. In uh, I mean, even here in the UK, um, you know, you uh, you get even very very fresh, uh, let's just say, um, graduates um, that are being quote unquote not really pitched, but they're being encouraged to to potentially join um, join you know either consultancies or so on. And to be honest, that myself, I'm one of those. Uh, you know, whenever I uh, when I finished uni, I 
I joined an ISP. Again, I didn't mm. really know anything about Salesforce. Um, and I was, uh, I was actually working in support. So, you know, kind of tickets, how do I build this report, all of that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I didn't, at that point, I think probably about like eight years ago, I didn't even know that. And I'm not even sure that Trailhead was around. So, but there were still no. It wasn't. Of, it wasn't around then. No. Yeah, yeah. But there were still a lot of YouTube videos, so I spent a bit of time on YouTube on that. And I think it was probably like a year or a year and a half, something like that, into the job that I thought, you know, we're selling this app as as an ISV, but what is what what do these other buttons do? <laughs> and then it kind of opened up like, oh, okay, well, this is a platform, and we've just built our own app on that. And there are some yeah. other people that are doing similar things. And oh my God, well, this is this is so big. And and slowly, slowly kind of, you know, grew from that. So, um, you know, I, I totally understand, you know, where, where the whole idea of like bringing new people in come, comes from. Um, yeah, but, but that is also coming from Salesforce directly because I went to a world tour in London a couple of years back and, and, and uh, they told us, um, told us partners, that we are cannibalizing ourselves because um, Salesforce is growing so so uh, so fast, and and uh, they their their client base is expanding uh, very fast as well, and and the and the, the the experienced people are going from one partner to another Salesforce partner, uh, and and they go to an end client or whatever, um, and we need to recruit more people and 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 not cannibalize each other uh, so that's why um, i'm working with also get more people involved and yes they can start they usually start as a junior and then with experience they they become senior and and know more and uh, get more knowledge and uh, so uh, so on and, and then we have more colleagues to work with um, and and this community we have we are part of you and I and everyone who's listening, uh, I mean, we are colleagues and we we work with the same problems we have the same issues, um, the clients have usually the same issues, and we need to be able to talk to each other and learn from each other as much as possible, so we can be better. Yeah, I was going to say based on what you just mentioned there around cabin um, uh, cannibalizing each other. Um, and thinking about it, you you that is that is right because you know you see there is there's an additional industry on top of this which is the mm -hmm. recruitment and headhunting and all of that. Which oh, is that to... there is. <laughs> uh, presumably, you haven't opened your your LinkedIn uh, messages ever before. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so, I so I guess these guys these guys are trying to move stuff from from one place to another. Um, mm -hmm. And no one, no one actually is. Is I mean, I, there are a few. I mean, Salesforce are doing something in terms of providing those training guides. They're doing something with providing Trailhead, I guess, in order to trying to get yeah. ahead of it. Um, but there is this dynamic around senior staff um, yes. and, and experienced staff, I guess. You know, quality yeah. Yeah. members to be moved from one one consultancy, like you said, to a end user, and and so on. Yeah, because uh, the way the way I think about it is like. You probably have like uh, a few a few places. So you have like ISVs, which they need Salesforce people. Uh, mm -hmm. You have um, uh, Salesforce consultancies; they need Salesforce people. And then you have Salesforce uh, end users, which they also need Salesforce people. So you have three industries that are basically fighting for the same 
um, human resource, basically. True, uh, true. Trying to, trying to convince everyone that they're the best place to, to work in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. Yes, it, it, it's, it's an interest, interesting situation. Yes. But, but um, yeah, we, we, we get, uh, as, as soon as you write something about Salesforce in your LinkedIn profile, then, then you get contacted by a recruiter of some kind. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, yeah. that, I was going to say, that in itself is not really a bad thing. So, you know, nope. everyone, no, everyone no, that no, is no. that as a recruiter, don't take that as a negative. No, 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 no. Uh, of course not. That is not a bad thing. But, but uh, if you look at the industry as a whole, uh, and w if we, Salesforce are here for, to stay at least for the foreseeable future. And, and uh, we want to all, uh, I want to be here. I want to work with this for, for a number of years going forward. And and uh, but but uh, then I know I, I need to have more colleagues and I need to have uh, new colleagues that learn about Salesforce. They, uh, that doesn't mean that they are junior; that they can have been working with other systems, other CRM systems, other marketing systems, uh, other integration systems, uh, whatever. But but there's a there is a demand for it, and we we need it, and it's. I think it, in the long run, it's good for us all. Yeah. And yeah. excuse my background, also, my daughter is talking in the background. She is completely ignoring that I'm talking to you. <laughs> no, no, no problem to be honest. You'll, you know, any second now, it's gonna be, it's gonna be on my side. So no worries there. Um, yeah. One thing I was going to, I was going to mention there because you said, you know, uh, again on on the sales side. Um, um, and, and of course, what Salesforce are doing for the community. And, and you did mention that you're, the way you're looking at it right now, Salesforce are probably going to be around here for the next... Uh, uh, next dozen of years, yeah, yeah, next, mm -hmm. uh, you know, next period. Um, and I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, what would the world be without, without Salesforce? You know, what type of other, other you know, companies got bigger or, or all of that? But what I was going to say with that, how... What do you see kind of Salesforce doing that cements their position um, with with the engagement with the because technically you know without the consultants uh, without the consultant ecosystem around Salesforce Salesforce would not be you know as successful and they're honest about that you know they they yes. they they um, they cherish the partners um, but what I was going to say what do you see that they're doing so good that they're keeping this you know you you literally are calling everyone working within the Salesforce ecosystem a colleague. Now yeah. you know that's something that's something admirable. So you know that's something that you know people feel uh, feel that you know they they they're part of the same same boat in a way, if it makes sense. Even though they're working at different entities, competitors, all of that, etc. So what do you see Salesforce kind of doing to support this? Because I think they they someone called um, on on a different show on a different podcast. They they called Salesforce like the mothership. Uh, which was the first time that I've heard that, you know, someone uh, thinking about, you know, the, the Salesforce the, uh, as a mothership. So what do you see kind of Salesforce doing that they're supporting this, this very close binded community? First of all, we, um, um, we, we as, as consultants, or, um, we who are part of this ecosystem, we, 
we like the openness from Salesforce, and they they are sharing with us, and we we are actually, and and we are thinking out of the box how to do some, do the solutions, how to to make to push the boundaries uh, in, in this way, and and Salesforce are embracing that, and and um, I think that they. There are no bullshit coming from Salesforce in, in that way. I mean, uh, yes, they they are selling licenses. They are sell they have that's their goal. That 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 is how they keep alive. Uh, and and but to be able to sell those licenses, and they, I mean, they are really good at sales, and we know this. They can sell. Yeah, they can sell anything, but but I mean, they they are really good to to sell the vision, but to be able to sell that vision, we need to be part of it, and we also need to to actually understand it and make it doable, and and sometimes also be the people who say this is not doable. This is a fucking pipe dream. Excuse my my profanity here, but but sometimes we need to, as a, um, part of the, the ecosystem, we need to also say this is not doable or not do, uh, or doable, um, and I think Salesforce is actually embracing this and saying, be honest with us, and and we work with, work together with us, and we will solve it together with the client, and and um, I think that is what they're doing. Yes, it's a mothership. It's an but but. I, the only comparison I can see uh, right now is actually Apple and and, and the Apple developers uh, with the App Store and so on. I mean that that is a similar similar cult, I would say, <laughs> because Salesforce ecosystem it's it's a cult of that oh, I would say that also. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that before. To be honest, I've I've heard that of you know the whole Kool Aid. Uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Harrison, so I've but, that before. <laughs> yeah, but but it's also our responsibility as consultants to say, hey, don't buy the Kool-Aid. Um, Salesforce isn't perfect. We know that. Um, and they know that also. But but uh, um, so we need we need to be also talking with the clients and say, hey, is this the viable solution for you? And sometimes it isn't. Uh, also, and we need to be uh, uh, be able to say this, and 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 the the client will respect us for it, and and Salesforce will respect us for it as well. Not in the beginning, but in the long run, they will. And yeah. the, the, that's that's part of being a consultant as well. Yeah, I think I think the honesty and the openness does bring a lot of a lot of value into into clients buying into this, um, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of partners, you know, buying into you know what I'm I am a Salesforce um, consulting practice. You know, I concentrate on this. The whole openness, like you said, and, and the transparency uh, yeah. on Salesforce. And we have fun also. That's the thing also with all with uh, with all these events also that Salesforce has uh, for partners and for clients and so on uh, that we are part of. Sometimes uh, we have uh, lots of fun there as well. 
Yeah, yeah. There is there is a level um, of of enjoyment, like you said. Yes. You know, kind of for Salesforce, they understand that you know life is more than than just you know work. You, you have to enjoy yeah. your work, I guess. Um, yeah. So so they're they're putting an accent on that. Um, last thing from my side, I was going to ask is um, you know we talked about uh, you know kind of you doing some work in terms of trying to bring trying to to bring um, you know new aspiring, um, you know, people that would want to kind of, uh, you know, work in, in the Salesforce um, ecosystem or community. Um, mm -hmm. What type of pieces of advice you would give someone kind of universally um, in terms of at least giving Salesforce a chance and how, how should they approach that to get that first piece of experience with, uh, with, with, with uh, well, I guess with any of, of, their, of their offerings, any of their products? I can tell you what I have done here, uh, uh, and 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 I have a daughter. She's she's eleven. Uh, she wanted to know what I did for, for work, um, so I sh uh, I I tried to show her the systems and so on. But uh, what I did, uh, came up with, I actually signed up her, uh, signed her up, uh, uh, created a um, trailhead account for her. So she started. Uh, doing some trailheads and that, that is what I recommend for many people also if you want to know how it works and and uh, and uh, how uh, how the solution how you can actually work with this start with uh, start with uh, with trailheads yes you have instructional videos you have the promotional videos and you have all the sales material available on Salesforce sites pages uh, but, but if you want to actually go into it and then then start look at the trailheads and see how it works and 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 uh, look look at examples um, business cases that is actually working um that they 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 yes they have that on the web pages but but look at the 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 business cases but if you want to know how how it works, trailheads and what it is, trailheads, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Salesforce have have uh, spent quite a bit of time uh, and, and effort to make that uh, to make that platform, you know, the, the, the basically the go-to place yes. when it comes to to that. And and again, kudos to you know making that, of course, free. Um, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I mean. If I, I if I can get my eleven year old to, to be interested in it, then, then <laughs> anyone then should, anyone should be able to. Yeah, thank you for your time. And in case there's anything else that you want to you want to mention, do you you know use LinkedIn or, or Twitter if if you want people to connect with you? You can always find me on LinkedIn. That's the best way. Thank you for listening to the SFDC Consultant Podcast. Be sure to visit sfdcconsultant.com to access the show notes and discover additional content. If you enjoyed the podcast, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, give us a review and share it with your peers. Until next time, take care.